This episode of the NASCAR betting preview show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face but we could at least give you a fighting chance. AtlasHair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 20. My name is Mike Bachman. I am your host. And guys, after a week off, the Xfinity Series was off last week. We're back, ready for the round of 12 elimination race coming at the Charlotte Roval, which should present a lot of potential chaos if we remember this race last year and just the chaotic nature that these Roval races bring. Uh, we should be in for a hell of a show here this weekend on Saturday. we got a tight playoff bubble. It's been a while. We're going to recap uh, some news from the past few weeks. Not going to really get into uh, the race at Texas just because that's so far gone. Um, but congratulations to John Hunter Nemechek on that win. And we will now look ahead and do a betting preview of the drive for the Cure 250 at the Charlotte Roval. So what do you say you kick back? with your favorite adult beverage, and let's get into this thing. Do want to just touch on some news, some big-time news that dropped um, in the Xfinity Series over the last couple of weeks, beginning with Sammy Smith. Uh, that number eight car at Junior Motorsports has been filled, and it is Sammy Smith who will be leaving Joe Gibbs Racing to go drive the number eight for Junior Motorsports in 2024. Sammy Smith, as we know, one of the top prospects in NASCAR at 19 years old, a two-time ARCA East champion, and already a winner in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. That win coming at Phoenix. He's fighting for the championship uh, in the playoffs right now. It's a big win for Junior Motorsports. They get a development driver not only with immense talent, but with a lot of funding behind them. Um, Sammy Smith will actually bring pilot back to Junior Motorsports uh, for a little uh, reunion. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, for Sammy Smith, he is just the, com the complete package. We talk about the importance of sponsorship, how much, you know, your funding dictates, dictates your future in this sport. And Sammy Smith uh, certainly has the talent to back it up, but also, you know, has the uh, funding for it. So he is the complete package. Junior Motorsports uh, is certainly getting themselves a very bright young driver who can develop. Um, but for Sammy Smith, we talk about his future. You know, the uh, the path to the Premier Series, to Cup, you know, was and seemed like it was a lot more, uh, not realistic, but a lot more smooth um, for Sammy Smith, only because you take a look at the Joe Gibbs Racing Stable and Cup, um, with Denny Hamlin, with Martin Trex Jr., some of those older guys who are probably going to be on their way out when Sammy Smith is ready 
for a cup ride. Um, moving over to Chevrolet, there's just so many more mouths to feed uh, in that stable. I mean, Sammy Smith could, you know, once his time is done with Junior Motorsports, could just have a pick of wherever he wants to go, depending on what rides are available. Um, but just for him and his future going into uh, the top level of the sport, I just think becomes a little bit more uh, congested as if it were, you know, just running for Toyota and knowing that there are going to be spots open. But regardless, you know, he's going to another top tier team in Xfinity. You know, I think you can absolutely make the argument that Joe Gibbs Racing is the top dog, certainly would say so. Um, but for Joe Gibbs Racing, this now leaves all three Xfinity entries open for next year. You know, so it's becoming a little a little slim over there, even more. Uh, the farm system is extremely thin. We're not entirely sure what Corey Heim's going to be doing. It sounds like he's going to be running another year in trucks. You know, you got Ryan Truex, Trevor Bain, Myatt Snyder, who have made some starts uh, for Joe Gibbs this year. So could one of them potentially be tapped for uh, an ex full, a full-time Xfinity Series ride? I mean, that remains to be seen. It does seem like Joe Gibbs wants to run three cars, have an all-star car uh, like they have been running this year. But, you know, you take a look down the line and it just does become a lot more slim for Toyota. Um, they lose John Hunter Nemechek next year. They lose Sammy Smith next year. Um, so, you know, those are two of your top tier drivers um, with a lot of talent and a lot of upside that are now moving on um, to the bow ties. And, you know, we'll have to see what some of these other drivers uh, do, who Joe Gibbs decides to tap uh, to drive the 20, the 19, and uh, that third car. But we'll have to see. Um, nonetheless, Sammy Smith will join Junior Motorsports. So Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer, uh, Brandon Jones, and Sammy Smith, that will be the stable in 2024. A little bit of a shock, not going to lie. Certainly think there were some other players um, like a Carson Hosovar, but he seems destined for Cup now next year, now closing the season out with Legacy Motor Club and has just been absolutely tearing it up um, and, you know, making the most out of that equipment. You know, that team certainly has made some strides. Eric Jones has run uh, decently well, so hopefully that's a good omen for John Hunter Nemechek when he steps foot in that 42 car next year. But Carson Hosovar looks destined uh, for Cup next year, you know, especially with the developments of Spire Motorsports buying uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports and just continuing to build that operation into what could become a legitimate contender in years to come. Carson Hosovar could certainly be uh, the beneficiary of that and one to spearhead uh, that movement as well. You know, Jeffrey Hernhardt was name was been thrown around, but not entirely sure, you know, what you're getting with Jeffrey Earnhardt hasn't necessarily had the opportunities in those top tier rides. But Sammy Smith finds himself a good home, not too much of a downgrade in terms of speed and in terms of just where these teams are at. You know, JRM, JGR, the top two, uh, giving the edge to JGR just a little bit. But that could flip flop and JRM could hopscotch that team next year with the uncertainty of who's going to be driving those Toyotas uh, next year. But Big news for Sammy Smith, big news for uh, Xfinity, and he will now be in Chevrolet next year. The 2024 schedule finally was released, and there's only a couple things I want to talk about with this schedule um, as it pertains to Xfinity. Big sad, big sad that Road America was ripped away. 
Um, Road America is my favorite road course, right up there with Watkins Glen, uh, that these guys run at. I was extremely disappointed uh, to not see Road America on the schedule. It's just, you know, those races have put on, you know, incredible showings. Um, And even this past year, I mean, probably the race, the finish of the year um, with Sam Mayer, Parker Kligerman, Justin Allgaier, Cole I mean, all those guys, those, those last two laps were just some of the most insane a uh, couple of laps I've watched as a fan in my, you know, 24 years uh, on this earth and being a, being a NASCAR fan, but um, really was upset to not see Road America on that. Uh, the fall Talladega race will be taking its place. So obviously Xfinity was off last week when Cup and Trucks were at Talladega. Xfinity will be running at Talladega in the playoffs next year. So uh, that will be very exciting. And then my only other gripe is the fact that All-Star Weekend is once again going to be without the Xfinity Series. I don't understand why the Xfinity Series continues to get pushed off to the wayside when it comes to these things. This is the series where names are made. This is the series where the racing is and has been the best amongst the three series. That is why we call it the hashtag best damn series in the world. It's because it is. Um, I'm really, really disappointed to not see Xfinity get a shot to race at North Wilkesboro. Um, think it would be just an awesome product. And considering what the short track, which the short track racing product has looked like in Cup this year, and especially that race at North Wilkesboro, I mean, why not give Xfinity the nod and 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 have them get a shot? I was just very disappointed to see that. It's, gonna be, it's an obviously a big weekend for the sport where lots of eyes are going to be on it and. Once again, the Xfinity Series, their drivers are going to be at home watching it on their damn couch where they should be in the driver's seat, gracing the pavement there. Um, so that was my one big gripe with with the schedule. Uh, I just wish that Xfinity would continue to get the recognition that it deserves, especially on marquee weekends like that, because um, it's going to be a marquee weekend, but Xfinity will unfortunately not be there. Um, that's unfortunate. It is what it is, um, but you know, understanding how this season could potentially end. I mean, next year shapes up to be quite impressive. Um, so it took a long enough to finally get the schedule, but we finally got it. And, you know, we will certainly talk about it more in the off season. Um, but nice to see, uh, nice to see the schedule get released. Just a couple of things with Xfinity that I wish would, uh, you know, wish would get hashed out and just was disappointed to see. But nonetheless, that brings us here to the, Final race of the round of 12 in the first round of the Xfinity Series playoffs. Let's take a look at the point standings heading into the Charlotte Roval. John Hunter Nemechek, Justin Allgaier both locked into the next round with wins. Cole Custer has also mathematically advanced on points, so he's got nothing to lose this weekend. Those are your three that are locked into the round of eight. So five spots left uh, for the remaining playoff hopefuls. Austin Hill leads the charge on points 44 points to the good. Chandler Smith, quietly 32 points to the good. Sammy Smith is 18 points to the good. Sheldon Creed, 9 to the good. And then Daniel Hemrick is 1 to the good. Four drivers on the outside looking in. Parker Kligerman, minus 1. Jeb Burton, minus 19. Josh Berry, minus 27. And then Sam Mayer, minus 34. It's tough for these junior motorsports Chevrolets. Um, They have... I mean, Sam Mayer has had the absolute worst uh, playoff 
that you could have. He has crashed out in the last three races. It has just been nothing but trouble, nothing but bad luck and incidents for Sam Mayer. But we are at a road course this weekend. He is the most recent winner at a road course. Um, and obviously that is where he really came on the map this year, just absolutely tearing it up, turning left and right. So um, Mayer's probably going to need to win uh, in order to advance. It's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities, but just understanding where that team is at, where Sam Mayer, his head at, his head could potentially be at. I mean, they really need a hard reset and just forget about everything that's happened over the last three weeks and just go and do what they know how to do um, and execute on road courses because Mayer has done that um, in more ways than one this year. And that's why he's a two-time winner in this, you know, in this battle in the playoffs. Uh, Josh Berry, just been really inconsistent this year. Um, you know, we talked about ever since the the announcement of moving to Cup and taking over for Kevin Harvick at Stuart Haas Racing next year. It has just been, it's it's gotten from bad to worse for Josh Berry. Just cannot be trusted. Has yet to make, uh, has yet to make it to Victory Lane this year, and I just don't see that happening at this point in time. Um, he's not the best road course racer. He's very vocal about not entirely enjoying this type of racing, even though he can uh, finish well. Um, I just don't see it happening for Josh Berry. He's going to really need to just, you know, execute and be consistent and avoid trouble at a track where trouble is probably going to find you. Um, Jeb Burton minus 19. I mean, Jeb Burton, you know, has certainly made the most of his equipment this year. Um, and, Certainly has a chance, but you know, at a track like the Robo on the road course, I just don't foresee uh, Jeb Burton making too much noise. And then there's Parker Kligerman. Parker Kligerman, who has been arguably the hottest driver in Xfinity over the last couple of weeks, over the last month or two, um, Parker has been tearing it up in what is a mid-tier car in the grand scheme of things. Um, the equipment he's driving, he has just been, you know, absolutely wrecking it. Um, in a good way. And he is that much closer. He's making his first start in Xfinity at the Charlotte Roval. I really don't think that that's going to hurt him at all. Um, we know his road course prowess. We know how consistent he's been. And I trust Parker in this spot. I do think that he's going to advance, make it to the round of eight. Um, I think that the driver that is probably in the worst position is going to be Daniel Hemrick. Um, Sheldon Creed is very similar to Parker Kligerman in their road course racing uh, talent. Daniel Hemrick is just too inconsistent. And Kolig has, in more ways than one, just been kicking themselves and shooting themselves in the foot, basically, um, with just issues, whether it be brakes, whether it be mechanical, whatever. Um, that could happen this weekend. Uh, I think Parker Kligerman hopscotches the playoffs and is that final driver that makes it, you know, but Sam Mayer wins, um, Sheldon Creed, any of these guys, they, they wreck out. Uh, I mean, that opens the spot for anybody. Um, but Parker Kligerman is the driver I would trust at this point in time. I've got some Parker stock this weekend that we're going to talk about. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this race, the drive for the cure 250 at the Charlotte Roval. It's race number 29 of the year. We are going for 87 laps, stages ranging from 20 laps, 20 laps, and 47 laps, respectively. Drivers getting four sets 
of Goodyear Eagles this weekend. It's the final race of the round of 12. The round of eight will be set at the conclusion of this race. A few notables to highlight. Some interesting drivers in this field. Jordan Taylor, IMSA legend, is back in the number 11 for Colleg Racing. Uh, raced in, or at Portland rather. Um, solid showing. Didn't have the finish to show for it. Um, but had a nice run there. Boris said. Boris said, how about it? Making his first start in uh, the number 17 for Hendrick Motorsports. His first race since 2021. Has one win in the Xfinity Series coming at Montreal in 2010. And Boris said, Boris said is one of those grizzled road course ringers. Like back in the day, back in the mid-2000s, the early 2010s, when you had your Marcos Ambroses, your Max Pappases, your Boris Seds coming in for these road course races to do the one-offs. I mean, we're never gonna we're probably never gonna see those types of drivers again, except you know, your Jordan Taylors and some of these other drivers from from various disciplines of racing. But um, you know, when you look at these old school veteran drivers that, you know, would race these road course races, I mean, road course racing has just become so commonplace in today's NASCAR that you need to be good at them because Um, They're not going away by any means, especially with the addition of the street courses. And who knows, you know, the opportunity that that could open up down the line in a a few years. um, If we start getting more street races, uh, you just won't see guys like Boris said really anymore. Um, So it's cool. It is really cool seeing him race. He's in a fantastic car. Obviously. I don't have any stock in him. I certainly would not put any stock in Boris said this weekend, despite being in that number 17. Um, but nonetheless, it'll be really cool to see Boris said a 61 year old driving that number 17 car this weekend. Uh, Myatt Snyder, he's back in the number 19 for Joe Gibbs racing. Connor Mozak, once again, running the number 24 for Sam Hunt. Connor Daly is in the number 53 for Emerlyn Gase. And then Alex LeBay back piloting the number 91 for DGM racing. Alex LeBay with a sneaky, solid resume here at the Charlotte Roval. Um, there's definitely some value on him, I think, this weekend if you're looking to play. Um, his top five number, I, I don't have it on the card. His top five number is 12 to 1. Um, he's had some borderline top five finishes at the Roval. This could this race could get chaotic. So just a little, a little preface there, just a little shout out to Alex LeBay. If you're looking for a potential long shot driver to uh, have your eye on, He's certainly a guy I would look at. Um, AJ Allmendinger, the defending winner of this race. I feel like he's won uh, like uh, the past three, four races at this track. This is AJ Allmendinger's backyard, um, but he obviously is not going to be in this race. Um, so he will not be defending his crown. We'll have a new winner, um, which will be which will be a nice little breath of fresh air. Uh, but those are some notable drivers in this field. Let's now take a look at the odds board on Caesar Sportsbook. Starting with Justin Allgaier, plus 290, leading the way up there. Two drivers at 4-1, to one, Cole Custer, Sam Mayer. Sheldon Creed's at 9-1, to one, Parker Kligerman and John Hunter Nemechek are both priced at plus 950. Austin Hill is 11-1, to one, Jordan Taylor 14-1, to one, Sammy Smith is at 18-1. to one, Boris Said is at 20-1. to one. Again, just hasn't run a race in two years. And even at that, like, it's an incredibly short price for me to be at all interested in Boris said, despite the car he's racing in. It is what it is. Uh, Myatt Snyder, 22 to 1. Josh Berry is 30 to 1. Daniel Hemrick, 
40 to 1. Riley Herbst, Brandon Jones, both at 50 to 1. And then Chandler Smith is at 60 to 1. There's a lot of really short prices this weekend. Um, you got one, two, three, four, five, six drivers priced under the 10 to 1 mark. Um, we are going to bet on a few of them, but uh, nonetheless, there is certainly value elsewhere that we are going to look at. I might be personally waiting in the outright market uh, post practice and qualifying um, just because we could potentially get a better number on some of these drivers depending on how they qualify. Um, but you know, we'll get to that in the outright portion at the end of the show. Let's get into the bets now. It's been a little while. Um, let's get back to it. So we were going to start with a pair of matchups. And we're starting with Brandon Jones plus 125 over Daniel Hemrick on Caesars. Brandon Jones has been a borderline top 10 car for most of the road course races this year. He finished 11th at Coda, 13th at Portland, 10th at Road America, 11th at Watkins Glen. He's got a solid resume at the Charlotte Roble, top 10 and three, or the last three rather, with a best finish of fifth. And it doesn't even limit itself to Charlotte. I think there's something to be said about running well on these Roval style tracks. And Jones has performed very well on these Roval style tracks. You know, even going back to the Daytona road course has a pair of top fives there. Um, obviously don't race there anymore, but I think that, you know, there's, there's certainly some weight you can take to take from that to this. And of the seven road course races run this season, Jones has bested Hemrick in four of them straight up head to head. Um, we talked about this with Brandon Jones when we've bet on him, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, despite the disappointing season, he is always coming through at tracks. He's proven good at, he did this at Kansas. He did this at Michigan where he had race winning speed. And the Charlotte Roval is also one of those places. It's his fourth best track by average finish since 2020. If you strip away the Daytona road course in mid Ohio, obviously Xfinity is not there anymore, but Kansas, uh, Michigan, Homestead, the three tracks ahead of the Charlotte Roval by average finish. Um, and as I mentioned, Brandon Jones was second and fourth at Michigan and Kansas. So despite how awful it's been for that nine car, tracks he's been great at, he continues to be great at. Um, I will say this, though. There's an eight-place discrepancy in favor of Hemrick per wintherace.info's pre-practice uh, and qualifying ranks. That has been something that I've taken into account when looking at these head-to-head -head bets. But honestly, guys, this weekend, Hemrick just does not move the needle for me. And he's going to be chasing points, holding that final playoff spot. Could be some inconsistencies. You know, that team could be feeling the pressure. Brandon Jones obviously has no pressure at all. He could just try and go out and win the damn thing. Um, but I just am not really into Daniel Hemrick this week. Again, you mentioned, I mentioned the issues that Collig has had. Um just in general, whether it be mechanical, whether it just be, you know, kind of these just wacky um, incidents with cool suits and whatever. Um, I think Brandon Jones is the driver to trust here. And at plus 125, I think you're getting an advantageous spot um, where he could come in and run top 10. That's probably really all he needs to do um, to best Daniel Hemrick here. So I'm going to take Brandon Jones plus 125 over Daniel Hemrick on Caesar Sportsbook. And I'm also going to take Austin Hill minus 130 over Jordan Taylor on Caesars. So we're fading a pair of Call of Racing Chevrolets. Uh, Austin Hill, let's talk about him for a minute. He has certainly come back down to earth in recent weeks, but I'm not shying away from him by any means. Taking away his finish at Coda where he had engine troubles, Hill owns a 6.5 average finish on road courses this year. 
We've talked about the numbers every week. I feel like I've been diarrhea out the mouth talking about uh, Austin Hill and his top five numbers. 54% top five rate this year. His consistency of closing out good finishes, even if his name isn't being called on, most of the race is apparent, and he continues to do that. Uh, Jordan Taylor is obviously a phenomenal road course racer, but this is not IMSA. This is NASCAR. This is the Xfinity Series. This is Roval Racing, and... This race had nine cautions last year. There's going to be beating and banging. There is going to be drivers pushing each other, shoving each other. They're going to be uncomfortable, especially with what's at stake for playoff hopefuls. So Jordan Taylor, more most likely going to come out and rip away a great uh, qualifying run. But he had that at Portland. Things happened, and he came away with a, a mid-20s finish uh, in that race. So... I just don't know if Jordan Taylor is going to be comfortable enough with the potential uh, that this race could spiral, honestly. And Austin Hill, despite coming back down to earth a little bit, I still think is the driver to trust here. Um, So juiced a little bit at minus 130, willing to take it. You only eat the juice if you lose it. Um, But I'm going to take Austin Hill minus 130 over Jordan Taylor on Caesars. Those are the two matchups I would play this weekend. Moving over to the prop market. Parker Kligerman, top five, plus 150 on bet 365. It's a bet for me. He has been on a tear, as I prefaced earlier. Parker Kligerman has finished top 10 in eight of the last 10 races. He's finished top five in five of those races. On road courses, he ranks seventh in true performance amongst Xfinity Series regulars. He was top five at Sonoma, which I'm pretty sure in that race, taking away all the Cup Series regulars that were in that, Parker Kligerman was the top performing Xfinity regular in that race. I can't remember if it was him or Custer, uh, but he was certainly up there. Road America, obviously had a chance to win. Um, Finish runner-up, Watkins Glen, third-place finish. Um, Once again, had potential race-winning speed there. And that's it. Like This team has found serious race-winning speed. He was that close at Texas two weeks ago. And Parker's not going to go down without a fight this weekend. I trust him, even in the playoff spot, uh, having to chase points in his series debut. I think he's more than capable of a top five finish, knowing his speed, knowing his road course strength. Um, I like Parker Kligerman for a top five at plus 150. The books have certainly caught up to Parker. I'm very interested to see when we head to Las Vegas what Parker's numbers are looking like. Um, because I, he was 12 to one. I don't remember his top three number at Texas, but he was, I believe he might've even been 15 to one on bet 365 for a top five at Texas. Um, but I'm very interested to see his Vegas number. Nonetheless, I'm taking it here. Top five plus 150 on bet 365. I've also looked at Parker Kligerman for top Chevrolet on Caesars at plus 650. The guys ahead of him, Justin Allgaier plus 190. I mean, Allgaier is the top-ranked driver coming into this race. He's been a dog. Um, The thing with him is just can he stay out of trouble? Because I feel like when we bet him this year, he's found it. And when we haven't, he's found victory lane. You know, Allgaier was the winner on the Charlotte Oval earlier this year. Certainly believe there is some correlation to that. Um, But his best finish of the year on a road course was second at Portland. We keep saying this race could spiral and nobody is safe. And it just seems like a spot where Justin Allgaier could potentially uh, be caught up in trouble, especially if he does not have a good qualifying run, even though all signs point to Allgaier unloading and just ripping off a great qualifying run. Um, Nonetheless, he's plus 190. 
He's leading this pack. Sam Mayer's plus 275. Again, realistically, probably needs to win this race to advance into the round of eight. It's been absolute hell. It's just a question of whether this is the race where Mayer can get right, where they can have that clean slate and, uh, you know, put together a great finish. Um, I don't know if Mayer is willing, is, you know, ready for that pressure, um, but the numbers and everything that backs Mayer on this type of track speaks volumes. Um, and then we look at Sheldon Creed, plus 450, finished 16th in this race last year despite leading a handful of laps. We know that Creed is a talented road course racer. Um, it's just, again, hills and valleys for that number two team. You really don't know what you're going to get. He's been in position multiple times, uh, but just cannot close the deal. Um, so a plus 650, I really think that there's value with uh, Parker Kligerman. Austin Hill has also sat there in that market at 8-1. to one. I just don't. Uh, I just don't know, really, what Austin Hill is going to be able to do. Um, has not posted great finishes at the Charlotte Roval. It's obviously an, a different Austin Hill, um, and eight to one is a lot of value for him. But I'm looking at Parker Kligerman. I'm not betting him yet. Um, but if you're looking in that market, I think the value is with Austin Hill and uh, and Parker Kligerman there. Um, I don't. I would not bet Sheldon Creed in that number. You know, if you want to roll with the favorites, Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, at those shorter prices, um, certainly think that you know it's valid. But if you're looking for value, I do think Kligerman and Austin Hill present the best in that market. Um, so just a little pivot there to give you some other opportunities. Myatt Snyder top five plus three seventy five on Bet three sixty five. We had Myatt Snyder for a top five at Portland, missed it by one position. We're coming back to it because I think Myatt Snyder is the real deal on road courses. It's his third start of the year for JGR. He's a borderline top five card for me this weekend. His average running position at Portland was seven point seven. He was hanging around the top five most of the afternoon. He has three Xfinity starts at the Roval, a best finish of eighth coming in 2021, driving for RCR. He's in JGR equipment, best team in the series. And look, Snyder has the experience on road courses. Uh, spent time in the NASCAR Euro Series in 2019, where all they were doing was turning left and right. And I think there's value here when you look at other drivers priced in this range, like Josh Berry, who can't be trusted. Boris said, who's obviously a massive wild card who hasn't raced in three years and is 61 years old. Um, Myatt Snyder in a JGR Toyota at plus 375, you're almost getting four to one odds there, I think is a bet. Um, so I'm going to take him there for a top five plus 375 on bet 365. And then I'm going to roll with Cole Custer top three plus 140 on bet 365. Uh, Ford is mad thin. <laughs> um, Cole Custer is the only Ford that's probably going to do anything this week because I've given up on Riley Herbst after just absolutely betting trash. The last couple of weeks. Um, Custer's got nothing to lose, but everything to win this weekend. Um, his wins at Portland and Chicago, yeah, certainly might have backed into both of those, um, but he's got top tens in five of seven road courses this year, plus was running for the win before the chaos ensued at Road America. Uh, he was a third place car on the Charlotte Oval earlier this year. He's the third ranked driver entering this race pre-practice and qualifying per winTheRace.info, and in a non-cup filled field, I think Custer and his experience, he can get it done, having knocked on the door more times than not. Um, I like him to win this race, uh, wink, wink. And for 
plus money odds, top three, Cole Custer plus 140, um, I certainly think is a bet. So I'm going to take Cole Custer in the top three market. He's minus 120, I believe, somewhere in that range uh, for a top five if you want to play it a little safe and get a little juicy top five. Um, but I'm getting plus money with Cole Custer, top three, plus 140. I was toying with John Hunter Nemechek. I'm not going to lie. I was looking at his top five number at plus 250. I just can't get myself to put it down, um, knowing how great John Hunter is. The road courses have just been his Achilles heel, man. And um, I don't know if this is the spot for him. Um, again, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit, despite being the best driver in the series. He just has not been able to find it on road courses. Um, so... I was looking at it. I'm certainly still going to think about it um, and would bet it pre-practice and qualifying. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it's not on the card, but I've certainly been thinking about it. Um, he was another driver I was looking at in the top five market. Um, but we're going to roll with Parker Kligerman, Myatt Snyder, and Cole Custer uh, there in the prop market. Speaking of Cole Custer, we're looking at outrights. I have Cole Custer at plus 500 on bet 365. Um, I do think Cole Custer is more than capable of winning this weekend. I do think he's going to be one of the best cars um, right up there with Justin Allgaier. You know, again, I know Sam Mayer profiles to just be there. It has just been so bad. And I really, you know, you talk about me being a believer in what have you done for me lately. And I really do think that momentum is a massive factor, especially in this sport. Um, so it's... You know, I really don't know what to expect from Sam Mayer this weekend. Um, and Cole Custer, just the consistency, and I think, you know, the speed that that double zero is going to bring this weekend, um, especially being locked into the playoffs, um, it could be a really, really strong showing and really big win for Custer to kind of supplant himself amongst the Nemechek's, the Allgaiers, the Austin Hills, especially with Austin Hill kind of dipping a little bit. Um, Custer could be there for the taking and, and hit it. So at five to one, I'm going to take Cole Custer. A Parker Kligerman plus nine fifty. Um, I'm really tempted to place. Again, he's just been the hottest driver, arguably, in the series, and could certainly win this race. I really think Parker Kligerman could win this race this weekend. Um, so at plus nine fifty, I think I'm going to bet him. Um, have a lot of stock in Parker this week, and especially if I decide to put down his top Chevrolet number at plus 650, but the top five number is certainly on the card, and I'm going to bet him outright at plus 950 on bet 365. I mean, if you're looking for some other drivers, again, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be waiting uh, until after practice and qualifying to put any other outrights down. Um, I mean, Austin Hill's price at 11 to 1, again, is just so good. Um, again, his finishes haven't been great here, but at 11 to one to get one of the top drivers in the series, you know, to sprinkle a little bit on it, I think is worth it. Um, I'm probably going to get sucked into it, uh, just because we know Austin Hill, his consistency and his ability to avoid trouble, um, is strong. And, you know, I think he's looking to kind of get back into his winning ways uh, and he could get it done here at the Roval. So 11 to 1 uh, for Austin Hill is certainly interesting. You know, you look at a guy like, uh, even like Sammy Smith or, or Sheldon Creed for that matter. Sheldon Creed at 9 to 1. Uh, Sammy Smith, who was at 16 to 1 on 365, 18 to 1 on Caesars. Um, 
just been really inconsistent for Sammy, honestly, for me to want to put him down, uh, despite how talented of a road course racer he does profile to be. Um, I'm just not particularly interested um, in Sammy Smith there, but his name does jump out a little bit. And then I do just want to double check here because you got John Hunter Nemechek here. John Hunter Nemechek is 16 to 1 on Bet365, and he's plus 950 on Caesars. Serious discrepancy there. I mean, 16 to 1 is incredibly long for John Hunter. Again, talked about his top five, talked about his inconsistencies on this type of track. Um, but 16 to 1, man, for John Hunter, also very interesting. Um, again, you're just banking on talent and you're banking on equipment there um, and hoping that, you know, this race could spiral and, you know, things could happen. These drivers are running up front and it's more than not happening in mid pack. Um, but. Officially on the card is going to be Cole Custer and Parker Kligerman. Um, anything else I'll have on the card when it drops on Twitter on Saturday. But that's going to be it. Let's run through what I have here. Brandon Jones, plus 125 over Daniel Hemrick on Caesars. Austin Hill, minus 130 over Jordan Taylor, also on Caesars Sportsbook. Those are the two matchups I would play in the prop market. Parker Kligerman, top five, plus 150 on Bet365. Myatt Snyder, top five, plus 375 on Bet365. Cole Custer, top three, plus 140 on Bet365. Also looking in the top Chevrolet market at Parker Kligerman or uh, Austin Hill. Kligerman at plus 650, Hill at eight to one. And then in the outright market, Cole Custer, plus 500. Parker Kligerman, plus 950. That is going to be... The official podcast plays and anything else will be uh, post practice and qualifying. But guys, catch practice and qualifying Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the NBC Sports app. Catch the race on Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern on NBC. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the show. Before we go, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter spaces. Be sure to follow Derek Yoder at Derek Yoder underscore and tune in every Wednesday for all of the betting insight you need to gain an edge on race day. We are entering the end of the season, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a fun, fun ride. Um, we're going to continue to try and get back to our winning, our winning ways, keep putting out winners, and keep putting money in the pockets. Um, but as always, big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Atlas Hair. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. And also have to shout out uh, other uh, partners here on the show. IBT Media, who powers our YouTube, our YouTube streams every Wednesday. NASCAR, Domus, our data scientist. Uh, Tandem Draft for historical data. NASCARmoney.com as well. Be sure to show those guys their support and follow their accounts on Twitter and all social media. You can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman and on TikTok at the Mike Bach for additional betting insight and analysis across the great sport of NASCAR. And ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been a while, but we're back, we're ready, and we are going to enjoy the weekend um, and hopefully catch some winners at Charlotte. Guys, appreciate you listening as always. Thank you so much for the support. We will be back next week to break it down. But have a great weekend, and until then, I'm out.